This is an SM Media production. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the Celtic Report right here on SM Media. I'm Scott Price. a pleasure as always to be your host and I'm delighted to welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure to welcome on Liam McDade. Uh, thanks very much. Um, well, fantastic to be back on. Yeah, you could have had better weekends. <laughs> I know, but um, obviously we'll get into the, um, that game and a lot of things around it as well. But yeah. Right. Before we get into talk about the game, mm-hmm. Liam, you might have saw that I came in for a lot of criticism for a, a certain tweet that I put out. Mm-hmm. I stand by it. I stand by it. I'm going to. I'm going to explain it. We'll talk about about the whole kind of situation later on because I think mm-hmm. if we like the transfer window and the protest, I think we've got a wee bit of a segment later on, and we'll kind of go into further detail. Mm-hmm. My original, my whole point is, is that I, I put out that I don't get. I don't get the timing of it. I totally mm-hmm. understand why there's frustration. I totally understand why there's resentment towards the board. I think this should have been done months ago. I don't get mm-hmm. why right now this is the time where we're gonna we're gonna see a sack the board thing where it should have been. Why not do that when correct me if I'm wrong, Celtic were out when they played Lazio, am I right? Right. Aye. That was the yes. perfect time to do it. You want to you away fans want to do it, that's the time to do it. Because mm-hmm. Domestically, Celtic have been flawless and they're still in the driving seat in the league as far as I'm concerned. Right now, is not that. The frustration of the January window aside, the frustration for me should be Celtic aren't doing well in Europe. Mm-hmm. That is where Celtic's next level need to be. That is the bigger problem as far as I'm concerned. You might disagree. No. That's what would. Um, I totally agree because I think that I know we've had setbacks in the league, but it's the same again. We feel like every year you get a decent group, you go into it, and it's the same. It's the same story that we get, and I don't understand why we don't say we say things, but we don't really build it in like banners or something like that after our European game because, oh, it's a, oh, it's that team. We should, we should, oh, we played that much. But I mean, the game against Lats. I mean, the games we played this season are probably worse than what we've played in some of the league games, and I understand obviously. Even myself, when the, the Aberdeen game, such like that, a season that's been frustrating. But I don't, we should be just really frustrated at the fact that Celtic can't do it in Europe as well. Um, which really it baffles me at the same time about the, the protest because it should have happened a long time ago, as you say. Yeah, I mean, I get why fans are frustrated. <laughs> I agree with them. I agree that. The fact that recruitment recruitment has been put... I don't think mm. Brendan Rodgers went into the January window thinking I'm going to sign a winger from Rapid Vienna and a loadie from Norwich. There's no way he's thought no. that. So I get why there's frustration. Mm-hmm. But what what can he do? What can... If Celtic go out and spend... Let's say, for example, just Celtic went and spent seven million quid on a left-back. They'd signed a new goalkeeper in January and signed a, strike, mm-hmm. signed a striker and spent 12, 13 million quid. Do you trust the recruitment team to do that right now? No, not a chance. So what? So what? What do they want? <laughs> what do they, that? That's the bit that's getting me. I know, and it's it's frustrating because you you see these players getting linked with Celtic, and 
the likes of the Norwich um, striker. I mean, it baffles me that the fact that we're linked with um, the our striker first, we were going to, um, I can't mind his name. Um, I don't. Uh-huh. And the fact that we let him, the, that deal go to Norwich and then waiting him, it didn't, it just, it's a laughing, it, it actually one of the moments, it's just like you've got to laugh at it if, if you can, because it's, the fact that that went through like that and we got the under um, 21 striker, who's, I don't think he's hardly played, so I, I mean, he didn't look, I know we're getting into the game, he didn't look that bad when he came on, to be fair, but I don't think Rogers signed, well, he had to sign off for it, but I don't think he was the one that said I go for it. Mm-hmm. We could probably spend a full podcast on this, but we're gonna we're gonna do the game first. We'll talk about obviously the full Aberdeen game because it was a good opportunity for for Celtic. I think we were all expecting some sort of of fan reaction to the the January window because it was disappointing. It was mm-hmm. you can't help but think right Celtic haven't signed to who they were linked with, as you say, I think the whole Van Hoydonk to Norwich and Norwich, and then Norwich loan the striker to Celtic. I think there's a, a wee sort of weirdness to that. But mm-hmm. in terms of the lineup, the, the Aberdeen game on Saturday, I think it was exactly what we thought it would be. I don't think we were expecting any changes. The obvious one was obviously going to be Carter Vickers, who's mm-hmm. just not been able to stay fat. Navrotsky coming in. I wasn't too concerned about that because I, I think Navrotsky's been, been quite hard done by we how he's mm-hmm. been kind of perceived. I don't think he's done much wrong so far. So in terms of the team, it was probably as good as you could get. Aye. Um, obviously, obviously, because we didn't pursue left-back in the window, it was going to be Burnaby, yeah. which, again, even, I mean, under Ange, he didn't see it. And I know you can... It, it, what I would do, I know we'll get into the Hibs game later on, but what I would do, I would put skills at left, but I know he played like a wee bit then, uh, last seen at Aberdeen. And probably maybe put Gustav Lagerbelga in it, sent a halfway rocky. But again, Bernabe, I mean, it's just come down to what we're talking about the chancellor window. But it's the team that I mostly I think everyone expected to go play. But it's a team that should be comfortably beating Aberdeen. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of the first half, dominant possession wise, they dominated <laughs> Aberdeen. I think I read a stat saying that Aberdeen didn't have a shot, uh, a touch in, the op- in their own box. That's. Celtic were playing some really good stuff. The only problem was is that there wasn't a there wasn't a goal. There should have been goals in front. There were obviously mm-hmm. uh, Palmer was offside for the goal. First half, the only thing missing was a goal. That was mm-hmm. I don't think any Celtic fan could have knocked the performance first half. It was just it was missing that difference. Mm-hmm. It was, and to be honest, when I was at half time, I was expecting like um, I was thinking to myself we could go in here and get a comfortable win in the second half. Um, because it's all positive signs. Um, we just lacked that uh, edge. And I, even when Palmer scored and it was ruled off, I thought we could go on and get yeah. that goal for half time. But we just lacked that um, in the edge. But I think Bernardo hit the post, uh, the, the bar in the first half as well, um, which was quite lucky. But except from that, I thought we were really comfortable in the game in the first half. Yeah. There's a few different things I want to touch on with the, the first half. I think it was a perfect opportunity to, to really kind of discuss certain things. I think Palmer, I've said it on here a lot, I think his numbers are good. I think there mm-hmm. is that worry with inconsistency, but I think first half showed it. I think he was the only player that you thought there was anything coming from, and that's going to open him up to, to some problems, because when you are the only person trusted to to be that creative difference, mm-hmm. 
you aren't going to, you can't, it's impossible to be consistent. If you're creating mm-hmm. nine, ten chances a game, if you're if, if five of those, six of those are coming off, you're not going to be at Celtic. Mm-hmm. So it is that it is that thing of with Palmer. I think there's I think there's really he offers a lot, but I think he is going to be that player who's just going to be frustrating at times. But it's mm-hmm. not his fault. It isn't. And um you can see it many times on the park. I mean when he tries to cut in, it just doesn't work out. But it's not his fault because the rest of the team have they've got to try and um they've got to try and move from, you know, they've tried to make something happen. But it looked to me, especially off there, that it was a great move, but obviously was, I know it was just a couple of uh, yards offside. But um it was they looked like the only person that really could score. And I thought I mean Manuel Bernardo hit the bar, but it looks like the one every time he gets the ball, he could try and do something, but He's not going to keep it up. We've seen that with many players, especially in the wing as well. You mentioned obviously the left back position, <laughs> and I think it's probably the right time to start clubbing both full back positions in together because I thought Alistair Johnson was a brilliant bit of business last season when he came in. He came in in January, looked immediately. I thought it was a step up in Juranovic to be honest, just as an all round complete full back. He's not been the same player. And yeah. it's a bit, I think it's time we need to question as a as a tactical thing, as the player just out of form. We're now at a stage with Alistair Johnson where I'm I'm thinking I'm trying to think of when he was good last season and I'm I'm thinking off the top of my head. He was decent last week. He's mm-hmm. not been I, I can't count in one hand the amount of good performances he's put in so mm-hmm. far this season. And it's yeah. not like him. It's not like him because especially last season when he came in like it's another thing because the side point that you know the board think that they can't sign him during January. I mean, we signed him during a World Cup, yeah. um, but I mean, last season it was tremendous, especially under um, that um, the Rangers game at Hamden. But that's just the one boat. But this season, as you say, it struggled to count the amount of games he's actually performed really well. I know, got I know, got the goal last weekend against Ross County, but it was, it was deflected really. But I think, um, I think. A bit of both, I think, probably Rogers and maybe um just the style. Um whether or not um we need to change something up there, but as you say, it's just not been like them. Bernabe is not the answer. We can definitely come to that conclusion. I I've I've given th- think thought <coughs> since he came in last season that it might take time, obviously a new mm. culture. He's just not Celtic class. And this is the issue that the board and Rogers as well, because I I think Rogers, the Brendan Rogers of the first time, would have would have identified this as a problem area. I don't think Greg Taylor. I think we can all agree that Greg Taylor's not tip top mm-hmm. serviceable. Burnaby's just not even that, and yeah. a big club and a big where where the squad depth has been so good the past couple of seasons. Now you're looking at a situation with Ralston coming in, and if if Johnson makes it, I think Ralston at left back is better than Burnaby. I, I'm mm-hmm. going 100%. with that. I think that's and that's a damning, damning situation to be in because obviously with Taylor been injured, I don't know where he's due back. He can't play Burnaby. No, it it can't come to that, and it obviously has. But it's the fact that we haven't. I mean, as you say, the first time under the Rodgers, you'd have you'd have noticed that right away. And, you would have tried to get a one in, but the fact that we have to play Burnaby and you just say Ralston when he came on, do you know what? He looked a much, much better. better. Yeah. Far better. And he we started getting balls done. I think that's 
Well, how we got that kind of we got the equalizer. Um, but you've seen it like even like when he started, was it last week? Obviously, after Taylor got injured, I mean, he was it looked rash every time he got into the ball. He didn't look, you know, what he was doing with it. Um, to be honest, even under and when he first signed, I know he had to settle in, but I think Ange found out that it wasn't going to be a player. But the fact that it has to come to that, and we haven't, you know, even Taylor, you know what I mean? But that's just what we're coming to. When do we start talking about Kyogo? Now, mm-hmm. a lot of people have, and I probably have as well, when I think I have, have, have put it down to he's just not suited to the Brendan Rodgers system, but he just didn't look anywhere. He, no. just, there was, he just looked so isolated and just, mm-hmm. I think he's the sort of player that we saw the past two seasons under Angie. We keep going back to Angie's time and mm-hmm. is it unfair? I'm, I, I'm not sure because when you've got several players who are fitted to one system. If you bring in a different type of manager and you need to adapt, it's going to take time, but mm-hmm. don't get time at Celtic. And I, I think Kyogo, we saw in the old firm, the, the game against Rangers, he was so good at just being able to find that pocket, get mm-hmm. that shot away. It's horrible to what I'm going to say here, but in, in Saturday, you could have actually been, you, you could have actually not noticed him. Mm-hmm. Well, there was times you were mm-hmm. thinking is he even on the park mm. it's a problem it's a big it's problem massive. Aye. especially when you see your main man he, he came back a few times from his position just to try and get a touch of the ball Yeah, and he hardly he struggled with that um, and that is a problem because we need to sort out because that's our main it's our main man up front and he's been he's been fantastic obviously the two seasons and I think when, I don't know how we're going to sort it out I don't know if the Norwich, either you know, if he's going to try and switch it up, but even when we've played two up front with O, I think we tried that, it just didn't work, and I don't know how we're going to sort out. It's tough because mm-hmm. I think the one position, even or even although I didn't think I didn't think McGregor had his best game, I thought O'Reilly was quite quiet and Bernardo were quiet. The midfield's fine. The midfield mm-hmm. is the one part of the 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 pitch where you feel. There's not much needing addressed there, but in terms of the, the lack of isolation, and this is where I've got a bit of leniency towards Palmer. Palmer's trying to get Kyogo mm-hmm. involved. He's trying his best. Abada, I think, still, I don't think he's fully match sharp yet. Mm-hmm. I think he's fit because you can see, but I think just in terms of match sharpness, he's still a wee bit to go. Mm-hmm. Do you take Kyogo out the side? Is it that? Is it at that stage? And I'm not. I, I don't subscribe to the fact that that no one's undroppable. But Kyogo's pretty damn close. He is close because he's. You he can, as you say, you can blame it on Rogers' tactics or you want. But if he's not going to, I mean, what well, February now? If he's can't, you know, fit into that position, I mean, it's it's hard because if it's any other player on the park, you're dropped. Yeah. If you feel like it, but um, it's close to coming down to that. The problem we're getting at half time level was despite Aberdeen offering next to nothing in the first <laughs> half, they obviously still thought we're still in this. And they came out all guns blazing. And there was a, a weirdness of the game as well that Bojan Miofsky, who was linked with Celtic, I think would be a good fit at Celtic. Mm-hmm. The goal is a bit of a farce from a defensive point because Burnaby mm-hmm. gives the ball away and makes no attempt to drag back. Yep. And Navrochki's obviously on a booking and Let's be honest, he's probably lucky to still be on the park mm-hmm. at this point. 
he can he he can commit if he commits. Obviously, he's mm-hmm. definitely gone, uh-huh. but it just leaves Miofsky wide open. We'll get into Hart in a minute, but it's a really really good finish for Miofsky. But when you're when you're really wasteful like Celtic were in the first half, and that happens to you. You can't help but feel that that it's it's absolutely ridiculous to be in that mm-hmm. position. That that's that is, the only thing you can come to. That is, and we shouldn't. We, it's every time we shouldn't get in that position. We should be more comfortable in the game, especially after you say that first half. But I think the defending is used to Bernabe. The fact that he gives the ball away and doesn't even track back is it's incredible. It doesn't do it, but we've we've seen that many times from Bernabe, and I think that the Rossi as well, also because he was on a yellow, he couldn't commit, but. I've seen it many defenders throughout this season. They just back off them. Mm-hmm. Every time they go forward, they just keep back and back. And then it's a great finish um, for Mioski. And I think it's a player that we probably should have signed, to be honest. Um, I know there's a lot of debate around that. Would he fit in his... I think he would score goals. Yeah. That's one thing he would have. I don't think there's any doubt that he would score goals. And you saw that, though, as well. Aberdeen did not have a lot of real kind of penetration and the, the whole game actually I know they came into a game in the second mm-hmm. half and they looked they were they were better they, they chased the game and quite right mm-hmm. they, they were right to because Celtic were were wasteful and really offering nothing but Mayofsky that's 19 goals for the season for Mayofsky it would have cost a lot of money but I can't help think it's an, it's an opportunity wasted and mm-hmm. is he going to be available at that price in, in the summer is it going to be an opportunity missed I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be an opportunity missed. I think the fact that um, Neil Warnock's coming, I don't know what kind of job he's going to do at the end of the season, but well, it's, it's a, it's just, it'll be an interesting one. But I think that clubs will be in for him in the summer. I know they're guaranteed, and I think he priced Aberdeen obviously put their price up because they're wearing right to because he's nineteen goals this season. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a big opportunity missed because I don't can't mind what Aberdeen were wanting from, but do you know what? I think it'd be worth the money. But I don't think Celtic were willing again to pay that money for something that probably wasn't really a risk. Yeah, and it's it's a big kind of thing, obviously. Like I thought the two new signings came in, there was a change of shape. You could you did see mm. obviously it went to a bit more of a a kind of wide he allowed kind of Kuhn and Ida to, to link up. I thought some of the link up play was really good mm-hmm. and it's the goal I thought was was very good. Obviously O'Reilly hit the post. A really, really well taken goal. It's, it gets a bit of luck, but really good, good finish. I thought from mm-hmm. Kuhn. I was really, I've been really taken by Kuhn the past couple of games. That like, I, I don't think he's going to come in and be the savior in that wide position, but I think he's going to add depth. Ida, I wasn't overly excited with the signing, but mm-hmm. you can tell he's got a bit of technical ability. Mm-hmm. The fact though that the two new signings come in and almost instantly completely changed changed the, the rhythm of the game. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? I think it tells you everything you need to know about the other players. Just They're happy, just they know they've got their position in the team starting. I think that these players have come in and took, obviously, Kuninak and just showed you that bit of energy. They gave you a bit of something, and obviously you got the goal. I know it's deflected, but do you know what? I don't, if them players were on the part, I don't think they would have scored. It just tells you. That's what it really tells you. I had a lot of. There was a few times in the game where you're thinking, "Why is Joe Hart? Joe Hart was mm-hmm. terrified to come out his box." And I think the whole 
Joe Hart situation is is going to need need addressed in the mm-hmm. summer. But I thought even more on Saturday that he was just so he, he struggled so much mm-hmm. to come out his bot his line and when you've got a strike on Aberdeen weren't I said Aberdeen were we've seen it the games this season Aberdeen specialised and try to play in the the counter might mm-hmm. be different in the future obviously with our, our new manager but they've it's worked for them on occasion. They did not have any hesitation. They were targeting Hart, and that's another another concern. And I thought Navrotsky obviously was walking a tightrope, and I thought he should have been substituted a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Burnaby, I don't think. I, I thought Ralston brought a balance when he came on. I thought Stephen Welsh, as soon as he came on, just brought an mm-hmm. instant balance into that defence. And mm-hmm. Hart obviously is a big save, kind of late on for for Miofsky mm-hmm. and Shimmy as well. That could have been even worse than it is now, and it could have been. And you're thinking Joe Hart has saved the day. I don't think Celtic scored. I'm right in saying Celtic scored in the sixty third minute. Mm-hmm. Aye. Can you think of a, a clear cut chance Celtic had for them? Not really. Except from the Riley one, it kind of the one that hit the post. Aye, but yeah. that's a, that's to be honest. It was wasn't much a chance, but um, as you say, Joe Hart did good. It was a really good save to deny Milski, but I mean, I think every team that's so hard since he's made the mistakes before, it's just targeted them. And do you know what? It's a good tactic because it'll work. Mm-hmm. We've saw it work many times. Um, I think Ross County were unlucky last week with that header hit off the bar. Um, but we've seen it throughout this time of um, season with Joe Hart that he's, he looks a bit more nervous and uh, um, just, you know, come out of your box and dominate it. And it's just been the story of his season. Right, Liam, let's get into the overall kind of result mm-hmm. and the overall complexion. That it's two points dropped and <laughs> I have the strong belief and I've said this when people have asked me why why do you not get what are the protests? Is the protest down to I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. The first question I've got is the protest down to the fact that for the first time in a long time there is a title race. There is a probably, team threatening yeah. it. Probably, yeah. Except from, I think, last season, there was sort of, kind of one, but not as big as us. Mm. And I think the fact that the Celtic are are loving us because this is probably the one they wanted a title race. I, we should have been, well, I think November were eight points clear or something. I know Rangers still had the two points and uh, the two games in hand, but the fact that we let that slip to... Rangers could tomorrow get to go level or go something like that. It's incredible. It's uh, and I, I, it's down to that. The fact that we've got a title race that we haven't seen in a few years is that as well. Kind of another thing is that a bit of what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Is that arrogance for the Celtic a portion of the Celtic support that they? They can't accept that there might be a challenge, and I think I saw that. I saw this during the COVID season, mm-hmm. and I, I did like that. The COVID season was the first real season we had of kind of covering it and looking at it from kind of different sides. Mm-hmm. I noticed a real bitterness for the Celtics, mm-hmm. a portion of the Celtic support that for the first time in what nine years they weren't the number one, mm-hmm. and I'm, it's not at that stage yet. That's the thing I don't no. get. It's mm-hmm. not if. Do you know what I mean? Celtic have won both games against Rangers this season. Mm-hmm. Does that does that kind of worry you? Worry you that 
Celtic are dropping points against sides that they should be beating. Yes, mm-hmm. it probably does. But they've beaten Rangers both times. I would have confidence if Celtic played Rangers tomorrow, I would still have confidence that Celtic would, would be favourites. Mm-hmm. I and I think um the game in December, I I totally had um practically no confidence. I thought Rangers were going to win, to be honest. I thought Rangers going into it were looking strong. We weren't. I think I was a back off of the hearts loss at home and stuff like that. Um I think it is a bit about arrogant because I think also because we've been dominant in the football both cup wise and winning leagues and the first time in we've had a proper title race, um, which has reacted to that, especially obviously the COVID season we had as well. Right. The the overall kind of landscape of the transfer window, I think we can all <coughs> agree. I think everybody watching will say the same thing. Celtic had the chance to really kick on and spend money. Brendan Rodgers, to me, at the start of the window, looked somebody who looked looked at somebody who was going right. I've got. I'm going to keep saying quality. Kuhn, I think, could be a good signing. I don't. I does not a long term signing. This Celtic no. team needs. We see it with Kyogo as well. Is Kyogo is the reason for Kyogo's dip as well as that? No matter what, O's He's not good. Speak. O's not good enough to be a number one striker. Mm-hmm. Kyogo's on he is virtually undroppable because there's nobody like him. But that's where you have to go and really kick on and spend money. And if it's a Miofsky now, is Miofsky mm-hmm. in the same level as Kyogo? I don't think so. But he'll certainly push him. He'll certainly push him. He'll certainly score goals. Mm-hmm. It does it does feel like a real missed opportunity, but as I keep as I've I said earlier on, is is the Lowell recruitment strategy been nothing short of horrific because mm-hmm. you can't look if Lowell Jr. was given 15-20 million pounds I'm not exactly sure he's going to spend it wisely oh. he's probably you've seen the signs in the summer the fact that Gustav Lagerbelt was supposed to be out the door and then because of the injury Carter Vickers we don't sell him it just puts in mind that as he you know, I don't think great. Ben Rogers obviously signed off to him, but the fact that we're signing players like him, they're like other players as well. I think the kind of Palma, probably the only one, Kuhn, as you say. I mean, it, it, it's it, you've no confidence in that recruitment team to give them whatever money they want and go get quality players in. Right. What I'm going to do, what we're going to do now is we're going to go through all the, all the signings for the summer and January, and we're going to see if we agree or disagree that these, if everybody's fully fit, are these guys going to be first be first choices, right? Yeah. Mike Navrochki, four and a half million. Is he first choice right now if everybody's fat? Probably not. I think mm-hmm. Carter Vickers and Scales is the problem with that. Aye. Palmer, yeah, I think he's done fine. I think yeah. he would probably be the... Kuhn? Nah, I don't think so. No. Lagerby Elka, certainly not. Nowhere near it. Odin Holm? A lot of potential, but he's not breaking into nah. that midfield. Two, two and a half million. Yang, 1.5. Hasn't nah. worked out yet at all. Still time. Marco Tellio. It's the fact that he's went back to Melbourne. It just tells you. Quan, <laughs> ripping it up for St Marin already. He is. But not Celtic level nah. yet. Awata, decent bit of business That's... in terms of maybe a squad player, but... Not first team. For it was starting. Nathaniel Phillips just didn't work. No. Ida, 
stopgap for six months. Bernardo, yes, but I wouldn't mm. have him in front of Hatati. No. Right. So we've got Palmer that we both agree on. Mm-hmm. Bernardo can be. Mm-hmm. That's 20, near enough 20 million quid in the summer. And this is who you've lost in that period as well. And this is where Jota obviously is a big loss. Mm-hmm. Jota's, been, Jota's been hard to replace. Starfield, I think, has been hard to replace. Moy mm-hmm. has left. Aye. Mm-hmm. Turnbull's away. Turnbull was was different. There's a lot of players. Johnson, Mikey Johnson is away in loan. Three weeks ago, he was getting... What does that say? What does it say about... Where we are now? People have misunderstood what I'm trying to point out. I... Mm-hmm. I've said I said I don't get this now. I'm I'm meaning I don't get why now is uh-huh. where it's reached the stage where we're having fan protests and sat the board. It should have been done months ago. It mm-hmm. should have been done. I would say Lazio at the earliest. I would say probably probably Kilmarnock could have been a time to do it as well because you mm-hmm. can see even then that this mm-hmm. this squad isn't exactly what it was. Now I'm could Celtic have got a better manager in the summer than Brendan Rodgers? They could have, well, they could have they probably recruit, you know, scouted one really well, but at the time, I don't think there was probably, I think Rodgers was the safest option. I've said it, I said it at the time, and I'm continuing to say it even more, I think Brendan Rodgers will, part of Brendan Rodgers mm-hmm. will be thinking, the first time he had ambitions to go out, I'll always go back and people, I was talking about this with a, a fellow Celtic podcaster earlier today, I always go back to the, do you remember only an excuse was funny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a big, there was a segment in that, I don't know if you remember it, where they were doing, I think, I can't remember if it was a Brendan Rogers CD or something, and oh, one of the songs mm-hmm. was I nearly threw a wobbler over John McGinn. That wasn't a joke, by the way, that was based on real life. He wanted John McGinn, mm-hmm. he felt he wasn't backed, he went to Leicester. He's come back in the summer where for two seasons Ange could have got any play any player Ange wanted, mm-hmm. he went and got. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, there was maybe one or two. The boy Aye. Matoma at Brighton's probably the only one off the top of my head I can really think of that they didn't go for. He got that. Why is Brendan Rogers? I can't see Brendan Rogers saying. Right, we'll give this. We'll give this boy who's a world class scout. We'll give him the free reign. I'll just let him pick the players. If Brendan Rodgers has thought that, then that's a different Brendan Rodgers in the first mm-hmm. field, and that's enough of a red flag for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I mean that. I think I was the same back end when John McGinn. You know, he wasn't getting back then he left, and I hundred percent would understand if in the summer he doesn't get back. I hundred percent would wouldn't go in against him if he if he let walked away. Because I wouldn't, I don't think he would stand for another trans summer window like that. Um, but it's again, Ange would get any, mostly as you say, any player in he'd get. Um, but I don't know how it's different under Rogers. I don't know what kind of way it is, but I don't know how he'd go on about that. And let's not kid ourselves here. When the board aren't going to fire the chairman's son, they're no. not. So. What is what is the solution here? And I, I think there's a lot of I think instead of sat the board, it needs to be let's quiz the board. The perfect opportunity mm-hmm. was the AGM. I didn't mm-hmm. hear 
anything if at all. I heard them maybe one or two things. That was the time to question what on earth is the recruitment plan, mm-hmm. and instead it was let's just have a laugh at across the city. Aye. That's what it was, and that's what it was. That is where I'm quite questioning why now, why not? Do you know what I mean they had the chance? Mm-hmm. To... The Celtic board are not. I'm well, right. They're not interested in this because they didn't use that opportunity. They'll come out. They'll, they'll Peter Lawwell say something smart and a a press conference in a month's time where he's trying to get season mm-hmm. ticket money or something and everything will be fine. Celtic are falling behind in European football. Mm-hmm. That's a bigger eye-opener to me than let's look at domestically. Celtic win the, if Celtic win the league, they're guaranteed, what, 50 million quid? It's ice up with that, aye. That's not, that, that's not success anymore for Celtic. That's not... And I, I get, and I, I don't... I saw a lot of people saying... You don't understand it as a big club. You we want to progress. I totally understand that Celtic should be progressing. Celtic should be mm-hmm. challenging in the champ. They shouldn't. They should be challenging at least to get into the, the knockout rounds of the Champions League. They're not. But we didn't hear that in November. We didn't hear any sat the board. Let's have a question. Let's question Mark Lowell. It's it feels to me that because there's a for the first time in a while there's a domestic threat and. Across mm-hmm. the city, I think there's a manager who's getting a terrible squad, a tune out of a terrible squad. Celtic don't have a terrible squad. No. But that squad that, that squad should win the league. What do you want between now and now and June? What I mean, we're we're having these conversations. I, I don't think I, I don't trust Mark Lowell to, to bring in a seven million quad left back. Oh. His recruitment this summer was terrible. It's just terrible. I don't as you say, you were talking about the players they brought in. I mean, that itself should just a red flag. I mean, all right, give them a chance, but see, as you say, the chant, like the amount the AGM, the fact that they just laughed and just had a joke. I mean, that not bring up something? Do you know what I mean? But I mean, yeah, it's. I I really, really question what the plan is because Celtic. I still think I've said it a lot. I, th- I still think Celtic win the league, whether they win the Scottish Cup. I don't think that's domestically Celtic have. I mean, the the board have overseen a real, real good period of domestic success. Mm-hmm. That's not what the issue is. I don't think I, I've always said Celtic should be looking at. I mean, the end of the end of August, for example, Celtic had Champions League money. The Champions League get money guaranteed. And they spent twenty million pounds. And if you said the first eleven is is it's not really getting any better, has it? If you could argue Jota and Starfield mm-hmm. are out, it's probably get worse. O'Reilly's mm-hmm. kicked on. Kyogo's regressed. Mm-hmm. The defence is a problem. Do you know I mean Liam Scales? All due respect to him, he's done really well. <laughs> Liam Scales should be should not be a factor in that starting eleven. Let's no. be honest. Greg Taylor shouldn't be a factor in that starting eleven. The chance was there to get a new goalkeeper in. They've they've regressed. I just think there's a serious, serious, re- serious, serious worry of we could lose this domestic grip. Mm-hmm. So there's the there's the time to. But that's not that's that to me is the, not the issue. The issue is Celtic have a lot of money in the bank. They should be really kicking on and trying to compete and compete mm-hmm. in Europe. They're out of Europe after Christmas. Rangers aren't. Do you know what I'm like? That's it. What do you want? Do you want to be... You should be... Celtic should be in a position to go and 
compete in Europe. They're spending, they've spent twenty million pounds, and I'm hearing people saying, "Oh, Rogers hasn't been backed." He has. It's just not. He's not been. He's not the first. The, the first first eleven is not better than what it no. was a year ago. No way. No. No. I just I I think my my overall argument isn't that the fans have the right the fans should be protesting they should be mm-hmm. really upset at what's going on but they should have been had this two months ago mm-hmm. I don't 100%. get how now this is where it's at domestically Celtic have only got domestic football for now to the end of the season I wouldn't like to be going to Lazio to go to Feyenoord going to Atletico and get absolutely battered. Because that's what happened this season. I, mm-hmm. I would rather be competing in Europe. If you're competing in Europe, you should be doing well domestically. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've got the squad, you should be able to. Celtic should have the squad to do both. They don't. Yeah. And that's my overall problem with the whole protest is this is that this is not this should have been done months ago. This should have been done when you had the chance at AGM. It shouldn't have taken this long. No, now, it shouldn't. What what do you what what do you think happens now? What like <coughs> let's just put play hypothetical here. If Celtic don't win the league, mm. who carries the can for that? It's well my opinion it's it's got to be the board, but it's it should have been, as you say, highlighted once ago as a big red flag. And you could put the blame on Rodgers if you want, but the fact that you've seen what the board have done and how much they care, I think they're all with the fingers going to point to. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a really, really weird situation to be in. I think, I do think, I, I, I do think there's, there is the Rangers thing of the Rangers are motoring. Rangers are a better side than they were three months ago when Bill was mm-hmm. there. Rangers, Rangers have got a good manager. Rangers, I still expect Celtic to have them covered. Mm-hmm. But that, that to me, I think is the worry for a lot. I, th- I think those Celtic fans with that banner are more worried about that than more than they're worried about finishing bottom of a Champions League group. That's mm. what I don't get. I know. And, when you see your rivals do so well in Europe, you know, knockout stages, Europa League, yeah. go to a final as well. I mean, there's got to be a thought in there. Surely this is what we want as a club, but it should be on their minds is, is that. But... Yeah, no, 100%. I, th- I think it is. I, I mean, I certainly think Wednesday, if we if we don't see improvement, mm-hmm. I think there could be, it could get even worse, but... <laughs> I do expect Celtic to win comfortably on Wednesday. I think that's one of the guarantees of the week. The, the week. Hibs are atrocious, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Let's not kid ourselves here. Hibs are wide open. Hibs, the one thing with Hibs is, is that they won't sit, they won't sit back. They'll, no. they'll be wide open. I think this is the perfect op- opponent for Celtic on Wednesday, to be honest. It should be. And I've seen someone on Twitter that has a, this, the written of a 0-0 game, which we did have in October, but I don't see it this time, especially after that weekend game. Um, seeing some of the reaction of that St Mirren game so I definitely think it's a perfect opportunity for a team what Celtic are kind of run, running on just to get get three points and if we don't as you say I can see it getting worse by the, the, the banners and stuff but it shouldn't come to that no. on Wednesday Right let's get into what we think the team lineup will be because I think there could be a couple of changes I don't think it'll be 
I don't think it'll be like let's blitz the starting eleven. I think mm-hmm. there will be small changes. If Johnson, I'm I'm going on the assumption that Johnson's fat. Mm-hmm. I think Ralston has to go in at left back. Has to. I would even go as far as to say, get Mitchell Freeman, get some not Burnaby. I think it'll mm-hmm. be Ralston midfield. I think it'll be the same three. <coughs> I would maybe look at starting Kuhn, but I don't know who I would take out. That's the thing, because you've seen Abada, as you say earlier, looked fit. He's probably not up to match speed, you know, match fit. So maybe him, but at the same time, he can create something if he, you know, when he's on the park. And Palma, I don't think, is it's tough to drop, take him out this time. I wouldn't drop Palma. No. I don't think he will go. I think, I think this could be a big opportunity for Kyogo, actually. I think he'll get a lot of time. I think he'll, this game will suit him perfectly. Mm-hmm. I think Kyogo will score. I'm going to go real far here. I think 3 0 Celta. I think Celta will be fairly comfortable. I would go say, I'll go, I'll go 2 0. I think it will be more comfortable in 2 0. But um, I think that we do need to, from that first half, we need to get goals in. We can't just rely on a team that doesn't isn't in good form after the weekend, just rely on them being really poor. We've just got to take the chances. We can't rely on hitting the bar and just saying, no, we'll get another chance. But I, I won't, I hopefully it won't come to that and we'll get comfortable at half-time, three goals or something. It would be comfortable like St Mirren did at the weekend. It should be three points. Yeah, no, I, I do expect it to be a, a lot more comfortable than what Saturday was. So that'll do us for this weekend, week's episode of the Celtic Report. Liam, thank you very much for joining me. We've, we're probably in more entertaining <laughs> ones, but no, it was very enjoyable. I think we've covered a lot there. I think uh-huh. we've covered a lot of things that needed addressed. So thank you very much for joining well, me. It's been a pleasure. Well, thanks very much. Pleasure. Thank you very much yeah. indeed, folks. And I will be back with our post-match reaction pod on Wednesday night. We'll see you all soon. Cheers. <laughs>